0: Thank you for this time of walking in our purpose and awakening our senses and awakening our experiences to align with what it is you have for us to say in this moment in time. I pray that you speak directly to us and through us in this moment in time, and I pray that the words that come from our mouth don't fall on deaf ears. The words that come from our mouth give life to someone else, give life to us, and give encouragement to someone else to continue on in their walk. And to continuously search for purpose, and continuously make you proud, and continuously give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Bless this podcast recording, bless this platform, and bless our lives for all of your glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So oh, let's get going. going welcome back everyone to yet again another episode of awakened and aligned where we are bringing faith back to the conversation my name is lena jennings
1: my name is megan dickerson
0: And today we are talking about the walk. We are in part five of our six-part purpose series, Where I Hide in Our Purpose. And today's episode is really focused along of once we find our purpose, once we accept the call, once we kind of experience that initial onset of resistance and we're walking fully on into our purpose. It's a hard, I feel like that's the hardest step. I don't know why, but like the walking and the continuously walking in it is something that I am in in a season of my life um, and has been hard for me. And so I'm excited to dive on in because it's so applicable.
1: This is a new season. I feel like, I don't know if everybody else has been feeling like this, but I know Lena and I have discussed a lot lately that it doesn't really feel like, I don't know, the season of preparation anymore. I mean, maybe like, It is just maybe beyond our awareness, Um, but it doesn't even feel like maybe a season of building anymore. It feels like we've already laid the groundwork Um, and maybe this resonates with some of you that are listening, but really what the season is, is time to walk. It's time to step up. And so what I thought was just so funny was that when we actually started this, our theme song was the B.O.B bounce. Do you remember that? It was like, every time I turn around, turn around.
0: Like, yeah, that one. okay, I forgot.
1: <laughs> so basically, that like the line at the end of that is like, turn around, like step up, step back and watch God. And I feel like that's exactly mm-hmm. what we're doing right now. So all to say, mm-hmm. um, this walk has represented a lot, but I think for me personally, it's been so interesting because I've recognized growth in my path in that. I've gone from this place of doing things out of a vengeance, I think I admitted at the beginning of this process, or wanting to be seen, wanting to be known, wanting to be valued, and then now coming to a place where it's not really about how other people perceive me, but instead, I'm more fearful of investing in the things that don't have anything to do with my purpose, making an impact and being great at something that has nothing to do with making an impact in somebody else's life. And so now just being more intentional in my walk and getting more clear on the things that I know my heart desires and that God has put into my heart as a promise.
0: So getting real tactical here, what does a walk look like to you and in this season of your life and kind of what lessons have you learned around your walk?
1: (laughs) I love We're not shallow talkers, right? Like we just dive in. (laughs) Poor people are like, oh my gosh, these people are nuts. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but for me, the walk, okay, so there's this book that I love called Love Does. And it's it's great because it's it's like a short, easy read, but it's like 30-something chapters, and each title, I swear, is like representative of each step of a walk. But my favorite chapter is called Bigger and Better. And so in this story, Bigger and Better this son plays this game with his dad and you start out with something small, like a dime and you're supposed to go trade it for something bigger and better. And so the son like goes next door to his neighbor and he's like, Hey, I have a dime. Like I'm playing bigger and better. Can we switch uh, or like trade it for something bigger and better? And he trades it for a mattress. And so now this kid's lugging this mattress down his block. And he knocks on the next neighbor's door and says, hey, like I have a mattress for playing bigger and better. Can we swap it out and trade for something bigger and better? He's like, yeah, sure, of course. So he switches out the mattress for a ping pong table. So He's the chap- great stuff. He's. Get- I know. I'm like, I wonder what would happen if I went next door. I wonder what I would get. <laughs> for a dime, I got an entire mattress. I wish. <laughs> but it was just so cute. And so by the end of the chapter, though, His the dad is like, where's my son? And all of a sudden he's driving down the street in this Dodge truck. And so it was like talking about how he started with the dime and he ended with the truck, but he left the truck down at the church with the keys in the car because it wasn't really meant for him. And what this illustrated really was that the real game of bigger and better is not even about money or possessions. It's not even about what we hope for or what our hopes are. It's about giving up our pride. Will you give up the thing that you think makes you matter in the eyes of the world? Will you give up that thing that makes you feel so valuable and give it up and let Jesus define who you are instead? And trade the things in that we desire right now for the things that we desire more, the things that seem so great to us right now, but are so much greater in God's eyes. And it's like, how often for me, I know in this walk, have I gone to God and said, okay, God, like, I know that you're saying to follow you. But I've worked so hard on this and I've spent so much time on this and I've invested so much effort into this. And you're saying to give this up and like leave this for what's next, something intangible, something that's bigger and better that I have no idea what's coming. Um, And so I love this story because it was a perfect illustration of what that walk is.
0: Yeah, you you mentioned something about desires. And I think that is something really important in the walk and discovering our purpose and in really like walking in our purpose because oftentimes the world will define what we should desire. Like we should desire fame. We should desire this big platform. We should desire this, that, and the third that will make us seemingly cool or seemingly popular or seemingly whatever in the eyes of man. And in reality, like, We don't even know what it is we need. And one of my favorite scriptures is um, the prelude. Prelude? Yes, the prelude. There we go. Prefixes matter, everyone. (laughs) Is prelude to uh, the Lord's Prayer in the message version. And so Matthew chapter six, and in the message version, it is, um, they chunk scriptures together. So it's not a particular verse, but it says something along the lines of like, this is your father you are dealing with. For he knows better than you what it is you need. And for me, I, I think about my wants and my desires. And I think about the things in which like, I have been yearning for and wanting. And prior to like really understanding my purpose, a lot of those wants and desires were based off of what other people had. Those wants and desires are based off of what I saw on TV, what I saw on social media, what I thought was this pre-s- pre-s- pre-subscribed definition of what success is and what it looked like. But in reality, as I went on my own journey of discovery and my real- my own journey of discovering who God was in my own life, he gave me my desires of my heart. Like the Bible talks about that. God will give us the desires of our heart. Not like Lena desiring a Lamborghini and a big fancy house. I still do, but like not desiring those things, but he will impart new desires in our heart. He will impart new things for us to yearn for and yearn after. And that's part of purpose of like, I never, ever, ever, ever thought I'd be talking about my faith. I never, ever thought that we would have this platform to have such honest conversations about our personal experiences with God. I never wanted that. But as I began to walk with God, he revealed to me that one, I have a gift for this. And two, like this is a new desire that I want to continue that I want to pursue. And Five years ago, if you would have asked me this, I'd have been like, oh no, I would, a- I'm climbing the corporate ladder in corporate America and I'm working in this field and I'm doing this, but like ask me right here, right now, I'm not even thinking about that desire. I'm thinking about this newfound desire that God has given me and, and learning to cultivate that.
1: Mm, I so love that. Um, I know that's interesting because as you go down that path and you're discovering what it is that your heart desires, it's so hard to not judge the certain scenarios along the way of like getting there for good or bad. Yeah. And, and it's really hard to like keep yourself almost at peace when you're, you're going about that walk. And so yeah. I'm just curious to know like what has that looked like for you?
0: Oh, man. It's been hard. Yeah. It has been hard. Um, and I'm thinking of two things. I'm thinking of my own personal experience and I'm thinking about the encouragement that I got from reading the story in the life of David. Mm -hmm. And I can speak from my personal experience and I'll go to David's. But for me, like it's been really difficult to know where it is I'm going and to not see where I'm going in my current situation. And oftentimes we've talked about this in previous episodes, but like, I just so want to rush to that perfect ending. I just so want to rush to that moment in time where here I am, like I'm walking in purpose, here it is. Like I finally accomplished this vision God gave me 10 years ago or whatever it may be. And I get frustrated sometimes with my seemingly lack of progress. And my Achilles heel and the one thing that the enemy can can consistently get me on and I need to still hand over to God is this notion of I'm not enough, I'm not doing enough. And I get caught in that thought trap of Lena, you haven't completed anything. Lena, you haven't been consistent. Lena, you haven't done this. And because you haven't done this, you're gonna be a failure. I had a full, I have a meltdown on that maybe, maybe once a month of just, This Achilles heel of I'm not enough, I'm not doing enough, I'm not walking in purpose. And because purpose is so important to me, like the enemy will always trip me up on that. And actually, I'm going to release that stronghold over my life and say the enemy no longer has that over me. But that's something that I'm giving to God. And once God takes control over it, he will transform my way of thinking about it. But I get so caught up in the future that I miss the now. And my Achilles heel and the thing in which like has been really hard for me is appreciating the now and faithfully serving the season that God has put me in. Mm -hmm. And I, in in my Bible study group, we just finished the life of David. And we know that if you're familiar with the story, David, who was the, the smallest boy in his family to, he became the king of the entire nation. And he was crowned and anointed and appointed as king at the age of 16. And it wasn't until 50 that he became king over all of Israel, that he became the great king that he was promised. And each time he, he moved from working in the field with the sheep and watching after the sheep and tending to the flocks, then he moved to the palace, but not as the king, but he moved to the palace as a servant, as a helper. And then from there, he moved to the battleground and then from the battleground he moved to like a position in the army but then from there he moved into the wilderness and then from there he moved into like another position in the army and then he moved to king and all of that took 50 years or 50 minus 16 which i can't do math right now but a lot of years to get to where god promised him so many years ago and each time he was never too haughty he was never too too in a hurry to get to that palace because he knew that it was already promised to him. But he faithfully served the season he was in. He didn't look 10 steps ahead. He looked directly down at this next step and did the last thing that God told him to do until God told him to do something else. And that's what I'm trying to cultivate in my walk is doing the thing that God told me to do right here, right now, not thinking about step 15 when I'm on step four. Not thinking about the end destination when God told me to faithfully serve the season that I'm in right now, regardless of how big or small that it may seem, or regardless of how important it may be deemed, regardless of how much impact that it is perceived to be had. Faithfully serving the season that we're in, because the Bible says if we're faithful in the small things, then God knows that we'll be faithful in the big things. And so if we can't be faithful at this level, God won't even give us this level.
1: Can I just say somebody's on fire today? <laughs> Look at Yuka, woman, I'm proud of you. See, somebody who's just saying that they could never talk about their faith a couple years ago, um, you're doing pretty awesome, I will say. I love that, um, but it's so true. It's it's learning to also like have the courage to continue when you're facing those unknown scenarios. It's having the courage to continue when you are trying not to judge it for good or bad. It's having the courage to continue um, when you know God has called you to release things. And it's having the courage to know and and not take your purpose lightly or your potential lightly as you continue Mm -hmm. to walk down your path and into your season. And I love that you pointed out um, this idea of the small things because so many things seem insignificant, but I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but there's, how do I say this? I know that God always delivers a promise. But there's definitely seasons where even if it seems small and insignificant, God is calling you to work on that during that season. And if you don't spend the time doing that, then not that it gets pushed off, but I mean, I feel like the lesson isn't learned and I feel like this is what takes it back to um, judging things for good or bad and, and not letting your own understanding of things um, get in the way of what you think God is is asking of you during that time. And yeah. so something that's interesting about that is just because sometimes we can judge situations in which maybe we feel alone on this walk and we're in a position where it's like everybody's gone and it's such an easy thing to do to say, God you've abandoned me like yeah. oh, where is everybody i'm alone but in reality sometimes god has to remove a lot of people out of your life just so that and i love how i i'm pretty sure this came from a sermon and from michael todd but he was saying people god will remove people out of your life so that nobody else can take the credit for his glory mm-hmm. and it's not because he's abandoned you it's because he knows everything that's gone into that blessing and only you should get the credit, and only God should get the glory. And so, as you're going down these different, going down this walk, or going about your walk, and experiencing these situations that we look at as insignificant or small, or maybe not even worth looking at, or good, or great, or bad, or terrible, or horrible, or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, what I try to do tactically in practice is instead of getting in my head, what I'll try to say is, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for redirecting me because it's your plan, your will, your way. It as much as I wish it was, it's not mine. So And that's such a, a
0: faithfully mature thing and way in which to view it off of. And also just kind of we have to recognize that like perception and reality don't always line up. And because perception and reality don't always line up, like us being called and chosen and and walking in faith, we we have, have to have a different perception of our reality. We have to walk and remember the thing in which God promised us. And we have to bring the unseen world into the seen world. We have to have that faith enough to believe that regardless of the situation, what it may seem like and appear like right here, right now, like we have to know that it's still coming and still hold on to that hope and that expectation that like God will provide and deliver even though the situation may not seem seem worthwhile and also kind of as you were talking like I've been challenged to redefine how I'm defining things how am I defining something like consistency how am I defining something that's bad how am I defining something that's That's meaningful. That's purposeful. How am I defining all of these like buzzwords when I like get hard on myself in my walk of like, I'm not consistent enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. And going back to that very first question that God asked man, who told you this? Who told you this? And understanding like, where did you get that definition from? Is that from the world? or Is that from God? What has God already promised you? And like, what is God telling you about this versus what you're saying about this? And so I think for me, like in the walk, it's understanding that like, we have to challenge every belief that we have and making sure that that belief is in accordance and alignment with God, because all that's good and perfect comes from above. And if it's not good or perfect, it ain't from above. And I've been thinking a lot about just what I do when I I don't believe and what my thinking traps are that I fall into when I don't believe. And I had, I talked with one of like my spiritual mentors and she was telling me the difference between knowing and believing that just rocked my world. And she was saying that a belief is based off of an external truth. A belief is based off of someone else's perception and someone else's small T truth that they tell you. And so, Megan, if you were to tell me that the sky is blue and I've never been outside, I believe you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, thank you for telling me that. Megan told me the sky is blue and I believe it. But if I were to walk outside and see the sky for myself, I know then that it's blue. And so knowing then comes from this personal experience of experiencing something. Mm-hmm. And I think about that in terms of, of, of faith and in terms of belief in God. I can believe in God based off of the amazing words in the book of the Bible, but I know God when I have a personal encounter and personal experience with him. And as I think about kind of my purpose and my potential and all the things in which God has promised me, my purpose, my potential, and my promises, I think about how I know that they are true because I have already been walking in them. I've already taken steps towards this purpose, promise, and potential that God has already proven himself to me, that God is already like, oh, you thought that this thing that you accomplished four years ago was the best thing you were going to ever accomplish in your life? No, no, no. This is just nothing. It pales in comparison for what I have for you, what I have in store for you, and when I get those glimpses and those those moments of God just giving me these God moments, where like it feels like I'm in a vortex of purpose, where like it just feels like I'm so excited about what it is I'm doing, what it is I'm talking about. God is just confirming in me of like, Lena, this is nothing. This is nothing in comparison. Keep going. Keep holding on. And for me, it changed into a, it changed into this no this notion of knowing, of like I have the faith to know what's to believe what's to come. I believe it and I I see it in this unseen spiritual realm of what's already mine. I've had the faith enough to put that into action. I've had the obedience enough to follow through with that action. But then after that, after I have action and obedience, where do I go? It goes into knowing. It goes into knowing that I know that I know that I know that I know, no matter what my reality looks like right here, right now, that like this is coming. Like, this is here. This is mine. Like, I already received it. And for me, I have to be cognizant of the fact of, like, I have big ask to God. Like, I ask God for big things. And I want him to do big, grand things in my life. But I have to make sure that in my my asking, I'm asking for big things, but my actions have to be small. That we have to take it day by day, little by little, like small chunk by small chunk. And my manager, my very first manager told me, don't try to boil the ocean. It's impossible. Start by, start with boiling a stream, start with boiling kind of a a little trickle down of water. Boiling the ocean is absolutely impossible because it's so grand and so vast. Mm -hmm. Little by little, piece by piece, day by day. And like asking ourselves, like, how can I get 1% better today? How can I do a little bit more just to be great today? How can I just do a little baby bit to improve myself so that I'm not the same that I was yesterday? And we get so caught up in doing everything and claiming all of our promises and all of our victories here in the now. But we have to remember that like, this is a lifetime of process. And the walk is not just a quick little jog around the corner. It's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And we have to learn how to pace ourselves. We have to learn how to just be obedient Day by day by day by day, and that obedience turns into the promises of God. But like it's in the, the the small moments, it's in the it's in the in-between moments that we see God's promises. And that promise in us experiencing God turns into our knowing that like purpose is already mine. I already am purpose. I'm walking in it right here and right now.
1: As we approach these seasons of unknowns, of not knowing what's next, feels like there's a huge fog in front of us. Sometimes it's a season that we're approaching unknown and you have a ton of anxiety about it or you have a ton of excitement even sometimes when you're approaching the season of unknown. But it's like you're anxiously waiting because you don't know what it is. And you're like, God, just show me. Just show me. I can feel it. I just, I'm just, it's not here yet. So like, please just give me a little bit. Um, But in those situations, knowing that every season of unknown, you have already faced before. It's the same situation, just packed in a different, wrapped in a different packaging. And that should give you the courage to know that you have survived each and every single one of those seasons so far. Remember just to take that step back, like I was saying earlier, that thank you, God, for redirecting me. Praise God when you don't think things have gone your way. and so. Um, I just kind of want to wrap this up all together because I thought it was so cool that the last episode we left out with that question of like, how does God inspire you? And so when I was looking up, of course, the definition of inspire, this time I didn't just look up the definition though. Okay. I looked up the Latin root in the Latin root. I know. Look at me, getting fancy. Um, the Latin root of inspire is so in basically means like um obviously into, but spire means to breathe. And so inspire means to breathe into. And so um obviously we know like through God's breath, He created life. And I maybe this is a stretch to some people, but to me, I don't find it a coincidence that breath is something that we need every single day to continue living, but on top of that. I was thinking about it from a spiritual standpoint of like, what does that mean? What does that look like? And so how God inspires me is every time I try to take that deep breath in, I try to take that moment just to breathe, to get the oxygen to my brain, to slow down and relax. I want to start breathing in, breathe in fearlessness as I breathe out faithlessness. What I want to start breathing in is boldness in my faith and lack of anxiety and breathe out anything that is counter to what God has promised to me, like any, um, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know really what the opposite of uh, bold would be, but let it go. Just release it because God has called you to do something that is bigger and better in this path. And so just release it as you continue to go. And I don't know what that looks like in your path, but that's how I figured God inspires me is every time. I take a breath in. I want to release out what is not for me anymore.
0: Mm -hmm. I just had to do that for a second. But I I do think it is so important to let things go. And oftentimes, like, let some mindsets go and some strongholds Mm -hmm. that we hold and beliefs that we hold that we have to let them go because they are holding us back. And they are detracting from the promises that God has already told us and continues to tell us about who we are in our identity over and over again. But we get so stuck in thought patterns and so stuck in our own fear that we get paralyzed to action. And I think in the walk, one of the one of the biggest kind of takeaways of like, it's this journey to knowing. It's this journey of, of not just believing the promises that God has for us, but knowing that the promise is already ours. And like really understanding that it is just this compounding effort and this compounding work of just maintaining and doing the thing in which God has called us to do right here, right now. And if we're not worried about tomorrow or yesterday and we're just focused in on the now, then like we'll get there. Little by little, day by day, small actions that we can take to get on this walk and just keep moving forward. Oftentimes we get paralyzed by inaction, but oftentimes we rest on our laurels of like, I did this amazing thing five years ago. I did this amazing thing two weeks ago. But like the Bible, my Bible says there are higher heights and deeper depths. And so it's like higher heights and deeper depths is what I'm going. I'm not satisfied with this deep, d- deepness right here, right now. We're going deeper and the walk is all about just going forward as long as you're going somewhere, but go forward, keep moving, keep pressing, keep reaching, keep yearning for God, but also like knowing that sometimes God in our walk will tell us just to stand still hmm. and pause for a little bit and like, no, 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 you're doing a lot. No, no, no. You've taken on a lot. No, no, no. This is a season of rest. And there, that may be the hardest part of the walk when God tells you to stop. And sometimes on this walk, like, we just have to just keep going forward. We have to keep trugging along, even though we don't feel like it, even though we may be tired, even though we may want to do other things. We have to stay focused. We have to be diligent. We have to be consistent. And thinking and really asking ourselves, like, how can I be 1% better today? How can I be exceptional in the thing in which God has called me to do? And sometimes like God will call you into a season of just action. He will call you into a season of movement. He will call you into a season of going forward and hitting the ground running. But Mm -hmm. oftentimes he might call you into a season of stillness and he may send you into the wilderness to remove a lot of the things that may distract you. And so you can focus on the task at hand and so you can focus on God. And sometimes that season of stillness, that season of waiting is hard. It is hard because God gave you a promise and that's where he puts your knowing to the test. That's when he puts your knowing to the test of in a season where it may not seem like nothing is going your way, where it may seem as though you've taken four steps backwards. Do you still hold out on hope that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know? that God's promises never return to us void. That if he said it, I believe it and I know that it will happen. And so I wanna encourage everyone to just hold on to that expectant hope and keep walking forward, keep moving forward and keep faithfully serving the season that you are in. And if God hasn't told you the next step, patiently serve the season that he called you to right here, right now. Don't rush for tomorrow, take it day by day, little by little, bit by bit.
1: And it's time to step Ladies up, right? Every time I'm through. <laughs> Thank you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about to get real.
0: Let's go. It's about to get real. Let's go. It's
1: about to get real. Uh, I don't know it. What you about the land?